a Tricky Kid Media original presentation distributed by iHeartRadio. Hey, all you fans, marks, smarks, jobbers, cheerers, and jeerers. Get ready for an exciting bout of no-holds-barred fun. I'm Dana French, and this is Wrestling. Welcome to an exciting addition to the Tricky Kid Radio Podcast Network, where we take on all corners in the world of professional wrestling. We will be talking with legends from the past, the best talent of today, and rising stars of the future. Don't miss weekly post-show analysis, guest commentary, and live remotes from the matches with your host, a veteran of calling the action ringside, Roy Turner. Hey there, everybody. Welcome to a special edition of This Is Wrestling, because this week is going to be called This Is Boxing. You know, as I said before, I was thinking about maybe actually changing the name to, to, to you know, broaden our scope, because as you know, we have, we've been covering much more than just wrestling. We did, of course, the triad combat MMA versus boxing with a mighty Metallica. And, uh, and then a few other different events. And so we were at the Ortiz Jr. Uh, versus Michael uh, uh, McKinson fight at Dickey's Arena in Fort Worth, Texas on Saturday. And what a great event it was. So that, we're going to get into all that. We hope you're all having a fantastic summer and want to take a deep dive uh, and just kind of put you there. You know, what we do is, I mean, you could go online right now and find out who won the fight. So, I mean, like, what, what is this for, right? So that's what I say. So I say, well, here's the deal. There's somebody there out there listening right now that, that want, wasn't there, that wanted to be there. And it's my job to put you there. And that's what we're going to do here. So grab you a beer, whatever your drink of choice is. We're going to jump right on in here with, again, even though officially the show is called This Is Wrestling, this week it's This Is Boxing. Again, we got to give some shout out to some sponsors here. Like I said, thanks again to Sierra Nevada uh, for us. But the actual event of Ortiz Jr. versus McKinson was brought to you by Hennessy, Bet Online. Of course, Golden Boy Boxing was the promoter. Uh, also, Match Room and uh, Dazen, D A Z N Boxing. Uh, and also, wanted to give a shout out to you to Ed Keenan uh, from MC Events. And uh, and other than just in the obvious, I mean, he's the, they're the ones that put on the event, they're the ones that invited us, and the ones that took care of us, and, and the whole bit. And I'll tell you something, I want to give a shout out. Again, uh, to Whitney Blake, who is the uh, marketing director there at Dickey's Arena in Fort Texas. I can't even begin to tell you how amazing this person is and how good she's been to us and how she gets it, how she understands that we as a uh, influential uh, outlet is bringing business to her establishment, is bringing awareness to the public that is bringing them big dollars. They are most of the, and I've done, let's see, this is the third event I did, WWE SmackDown, uh, we did Rod Stewart and Cheap Trick, and now this fight, and they have a lot coming up, they've got Duran Duran and Rob Zombie coming up uh, this month of, of, of August, 
And then we'll probably will be out there sometime in, I think, October, November for this amazing Hot Wheels event. So a great big variety, lots of country music coming. So uh, she was a great uh, co-producer. She made sure I had parking. So me and, uh, and, and since you guys are, are listening that are wrestling fans that subscribe, if you ever watch professional wrestling, you probably guys probably know who Rick, the, the sign guy, is at all the WWE events. He's a tall guy with a red hat, and he's always making these obnoxious gestures with these crazy signs. So he's a good friend of mine. And normally when you see that, normally he's sitting next to this other guy who's a little bit older with long gray hair. And his name is Scott. And Scott's actually, I'm actually much closer with Scott. And Scott was doing some work for me, and he was my plus one. Okay. But we were also a little confused because I know that the event technically started, I think the first fight was at five, but like the event wasn't really gonna start till like really like around like, I don't know, let's say like seven o'clock, maybe even like eight. So we decided to, to get there at six and we both again had parking passes. I meet him at, well, outside Will Call. We go inside, we have these amazing laminates with our names on them. The guy gives us $50 each in food vouchers. Not good for, for booze, but it's all good. Not complaining at all. 50 bucks. You see, see what I'm saying? This chick is trying to tell me where I can't fucking piss. And these people are making sure that I am, I am, you know, I'm taken care of because I'm bringing them business. That's the whole point. Okay. But then I might have made them, but then I don't know, I regret it. <laughs> or how things kind of turned around a little bit, but here's what happened. So I get, we get down there, it's a little confusing because on the back of the pass, it says we're second row for yellow ringside. So we get down there and there's nothing that, that appears to match what we're talking about. Now, whenever I was at the MMA event, there was like these rows of actual tables, which was great. So you can have your laptop and, and all your gear and all that kind of shit. And I didn't see anything like that. Especially nowhere near like the, you know, ringside in the second row. And we ended up entering the the actual enclosure where like we're like not, we're not just fucking ringside. Like we're able to like touch the ring and we definitely looked out of place. And here's something else I feel bad about it was I, I guess I should have thought more about it. Like, you know, we should have been dressed up and taken this far more seriously. And God, Scott looked like a homeless person and I didn't look much better. And so... All right, so let's get down to business, all right? Enough of this dilly-dally, but I did want to really, again, express my, uh, um, you know, absolute, um, <clears throat> I can't talk today, <laughs> gratitude towards Ed and Whitney. Because like I said, when we got there, parking was taken care of, val uh, food vouchers were given, and we had, were accommodated so perfectly to be able to do our jobs. Uh, and that was absolutely appreciated. Uh, and I, I said before, I felt like, man, maybe we should have dressed up a little bit. And then not only did we go to the wrong section, then this girl that was like dressed like, uh, you know, like ready for the red carpet is having to tell these two bums. And, and I also, before the main event started, you know, I'd had a very long day working at a different event. So I thought, man, I'm gonna have a beer and some pizza before we kind of get this thing going. Cause I hadn't had a chance to. So here at this media table where people are, are like, you know, and men in dress shirts and blazers and the women were literally in these like cut out dresses and, and just 
dress to the nines. There's these two homeless guys, me and Scott, eating pizza and drinking beer. Uh, and I was just, I was kind of embarrassed. So uh, my apologies. I promise you the very next time you can expect uh, something quite different. If you, um, again, like I said, I, I kind of had wish I had uh, had given that uh, a little bit more uh, of, of, this is how I repay them for all their wonderful, uh, you know, I've gotten lazy for all their wonderful uh, hospitality and accommodations. This is how I repay them. So anyway, uh, and the girl told us like, Hey, you really can't have beer here. I was like, Oh, I'm so sorry about it. So anyway, my apologies. Let's, let's get started. I saw, we I should say saw, I think the very first fight that we, that we saw was the Floyd, uh, Schofield versus Rodrigo Guerrero. And this was, uh, Floyd from Austin, Texas. He was 10 and 0 with eight knockouts. He's a lightweight guy. It was eight rounds. And then Rodrigo Guerrero from Mexico City. He's been around for a while. He's His record is 26-14-2, and, and 16 of those were also were knockouts. So we kind of saw, like, and this, and this was actually the fourth fight of the evening. Uh, again, like I said, they started pretty early. Um, and don't want to leave them out with, uh, with, with Walter Waits, with Rohan Polenko versus D uh, Dedrick Bell. Figo Ramirez from Dallas in his in his first fight, making his debut against Francisco uh, Bonilla from from uh, Chihuahua, Mexico. Uh, then the super lightweight round was Carlos Nava from Pasadena, who was also eight and zero with five knockouts, versus Rodolfo Hernandez from Mexico City, Mexico. Been around for a while, thirty ten and one. Uh, and then there was a super lightweights of Alex Martin from Chicago versus Henry Lundy from Philadelphia. And and actually, and forgive me, that's the first fight that we saw because I was there to. Uh, let me see here. Where are we here? No, I'm sorry. Yeah, 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 that, that is correct. We did not see uh, Alex Martin versus Henry Lundy. I'm thinking of uh, Blair Cobb. Anyway, so we saw, we saw Floyd Schofield uh, versus Rodrigo Guerrero, and it was a great bout. But the evening really got started. Uh, what they called this, uh, of course, boxing organization called Dazzin, D A Z N. Which was the opener? Which was uh, man? This is a this is some this is a mouthful here. This is uh, Bektamir Malekneviv versus Sladen Janajan. Uh, Bektamir is from Indio, California, where they have the Coachella Festival. Nine and one with seven knockouts. He's a, weighs one hundred and seventy one pounds. Versus Sladen uh, Jan Janin from Boston at thirty two and twelve uh, with twenty four knockouts at the weight of one hundred and sixty eight pounds. And this was a hell of a fight right here. I'm gonna, this is a quote. I was trying to find an audio for you, but I'm just gonna go ahead and read it to you. This is a quote from Bektamir. Uh, he says, I didn't know my opponent until recently, so we trained to have a good camp and a preparation. After I dropped him with a body shot, I was hoping he would keep going. We didn't come here to end it with one punch. We wanted to make sure we got some rounds in to gain some experience, but he was an awkward fighter, very, un un very uncomfortable. But I think my training really showed off today, and it did because he uh, uh, won the fight and then delivered uh, majestically. A big uh, contest that was happening on this card, uh, in many ways, kind of also kind of felt like the headliner or the main event was, of course, the Maurice Hooker here from Dallas, Texas, at twenty-seven, two and three with eighteen knockouts. Uh, in the super welterweight, a uh, 10-round bout against Blair Cobbs from Philadelphia. 
and I was there representing, even though I'm here in Dallas, I purposely wore my Philadelphia Phillies and uh, jersey. And man, I got some shit for it. Uh, and I stood up when he won. I tell you this though, but here, here's what's kind of crazy though. Maury's hooker at the weigh-in. Keep in mind, when you do these boxing events, they're a week-long thing. We went to the weigh-in. We went to the workout, the pre-fight press conference. We went to, uh, there was a guy, of course, in the post-fight press conference. I mean, it's a week-long thing that leads up to this, this stuff here. And Maury's hooker actually missed weight by three pounds. Um, and, you know, obviously Blair is not happy about that. They're going to let him go ahead and fight. Check this out. As we continue our way in here from Dickey's Arena, this is our 10-round super welterweight attraction. Up next to be weighed in from Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, here is... Blair, the Flair comes to the stage. And his opponent from Dallas, Texas, USA. Very familiar face here in the area. Let's hear it for Maurice Mighty Mo Hooker. First to be weighed in, 17 professional bouts. 15 victories, 10 wins coming to you by way of knockout, one defeat with one draw. Introducing the former NABF welterweight champion, Blair the Flair Cubs. And his opponent also ready to go in just a bit. We'll go ahead and scale in Blair the Flair Cobbs first. Straight out of Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. 146 as he is in his Zen mode right now, ready to go. It is all business for Blair the Flair Cops. And here he is, ladies and gentlemen, straight from Dallas, Texas, the two time defending WBA, WBO, fighting pride of Dallas, Texas, USA. Here is Maurice Mighty Mo Hooker. For Mighty Mo, Maurice Hooker. And tomorrow night he will be dedicating his fight in the memory of a dear friend of many of us here in the boxing community, Miss Stacy Snyder. This one is for her tomorrow night. So let's give Stacy, she would be here right now taking photos with us for all the fighters tonight, tomorrow. Just a truly good person. Ten rounds, super welterweight attraction tomorrow night. Live on to zone. Blair the Flair Cops. Maurice Mighty Mo Hooker. And as you can see there, we, we do want to dedicate this to Stacy. I know that she's a beloved member of the um, of the boxing community, and uh, they did a great uh, <clears throat> excuse me twelve uh, uh, bell salute, kind of like when you do in professional wrestling. And unfortunately, when they lose somebody, they'll do they'll do it ten times, where everybody just kind of stays silent and and gives a, a thought and a prayer to that person. Uh, and if and if you 
could see what I, you were just hearing just now, thank also courtesy of, of a Fight Hub TV, was that when Maurice got up there, uh, he actually, his trainer was holding a, a shirt that had Stacy's picture on it. And I was happy to see that they, they did a great honor for her and rest in peace to her. Like you said, she would definitely would have been there. Uh, but what's important to know here is that you probably couldn't tell by the audio, but Blair Cobbs was clearly not happy <laughs> that uh, that happened. And he took that aggression into the match and came out victorious. It's been hard because, you know, I've been trying to stay, stay, uh, poised and active and like vigilant and focused. But, Blatterfly is back on his bullshit. The most excited man in boxing. You cannot stop it. Blatterfly is coming back and coming harder than ever. The welterweight division is here, baby. Blatterfly is here. Come on. Whoa. We're going to take a quick break right now to pay some bills and let you know a little bit about more about us and some what we call our station identification and let you know how you can subscribe to all of our wonderful programs. And we'll be right back with the final two events. Uh, of course, the uh, the uh, the females was with uh, Marion Esparza versus Eva Guzman, which was one hell of a fight. And, of course, the main event of Ortiz Jr. versus McKinson. We'll be right back. Hey all you fans, marks, smarks, jobbers, cheerers, and jeerers. Get ready for an exciting bout of no-holds-barred fun. I'm Dana French, and this is Wrestling. Welcome to an exciting addition to the Tricky Kid Radio Podcast Network, where we take on all corners in the world of professional wrestling. We will be talking with legends from the past, the best talent of today, and rising stars of the future. Don't miss weekly post-show analysis, guest commentary, and live remotes from the matches with your host, a veteran of calling the action ringside, Roy Turner. While we take a short commercial break, you should too from trying to get yourself over, and since you're listening to this, you probably have disposable income, so let our great sponsors tell you how to put it to good use. Now, back to the action. Ring the bell. That does it for us this week. We hope you had a slamming good time, and be sure to join us next week for more in-ring action. Hey all you fans, marks, smarks, jobbers, cheerers, and jeerers. Get ready for an exciting bout of no-holds-barred fun. I'm Dana French, and this is Wrestling. Welcome to an exciting addition to the Tricky Kid Radio Podcast Network, where we take on all corners in the world of professional wrestling. We will be talking with legends from the past, the best talent of today, and rising stars of the future. Don't miss weekly post-show analysis, guest commentary, and live remotes from the matches with your host, a veteran of calling the action ringside, Roy Turner. While we take a short commercial break, you should too from trying to get yourself over. And since you're listening to this, you probably have disposable income. So let our sponsors tell you how to put it to good use. Now, back to the action. Ring the bell. That does it for us this week. We hope you had a slamming good time and be sure to join us next week for more in-ring action. 
Don't miss weekly post-show analysis, guest commentary, and live remotes from the matches with your host, a veteran of calling the action ringside, Roy Turner. While we take a short commercial break, you should too from trying to get yourself over. And since you're listening to this, you probably have disposable income. So let our sponsors tell you how to put it to good use. On. What's up? It's everyone's favorite wrestler, the glamour, Mariah May. And you're listening to This Is Wrestling with Roy Turner. Uh, and we're here on the home stretch here for the final two bouts of the evening. Uh, this is for the, I, I know I'm saying this wrong. I heard him say Dazon, okay? This was the Dazon Company main event. This was a WBA, WBC, and ring flyweight titles for 10 rounds uh, with Marlon Esparza. Uh, of course, she was uh, the champ, at, from also from Houston, Texas, uh, at 12-1 and one with one knockout with a weight of 111 uh, versus Eva Guzman from Marique, Venezuela, with 19. All right, and again, the bout between uh, Marlon Esparza, of course, the champion defending against Eva Guzman, might have been, got to be honest, probably one of my favorites, if not the favorite bout of the evening. It was just so entertaining. Again, this was the the Dazen uh, main event there uh, that went almost a full ten rounds uh, with Esparza being the Houston, being the local favorite, you know, here in Texas, uh, overcoming. But it was not without its drama and without its showcasing two really, really, really incredible fighters. And, of course, now, my friends, it is now time for the main event. Uh, you know, going into this, I knew how beloved Ortiz Jr. is. You know, he's from literally here. He's not, I mean, Houston's five hours away. Grand Prairie is 20 minutes away. You know what I mean? And uh, undefeated 18-0, and 0, Virgil Ortiz Jr. weighing in at 147 pounds versus, of course, uh, from Great Britain, uh, Michael McKinson, uh, who was also undefeated with 22-0, but this guy only has two knockouts. It was funny, whenever we entered, um, one of the ushers that's there is a woman that's fantastic. I see her every time I come in there, and her name is Pam, and she's British, and, and she was quietly and privately letting me know that she was rooting for McKinson, but kind of knew he didn't have a chance to win. And uh, But, man, he looked fantastic. He looked strong. This was by no means a slaughter. This was not one-sided. This was not a landslide. I understand how those points work. There was a lot of weird back and forth and a lot of weird illegal, like, behind-the-head hits. A lot of weird maneuvering. Residual effect at the punch that dropped in the last round. Are you done? They're waving it off, and it's 
So as you heard there, and one thing you may not have seen, which was so awkward, was that I don't, I've never actually, you hear the expression, you know, throwing in the towel, and you know, that's a, that's a real thing when the boxer can't respond, it's up to the, to the coach to, you know, throw in that towel. You may remember a very key scene in one of the Rocky films where he's like, throw the damn towel in, and it ends up, uh, uh, the boxer ends up dying, I believe. I mean, which one is that? I can't, what scene am I thinking of? Where he goes, throw in the damn towel. Oh, yeah, I think this is this where Apollo gets killed or something like that. Anyway, um, that's right. Is that Rocky Four where he gets killed by uh, uh, Dr- Drago, Dolph Lundgren? Anyway, I'm, 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 I digress. Okay. I say that was because that's what happened. McKinson's uh, camp had to literally throw in the towel. He didn't really know where he was. He was kind of bouncing around. But what was even stranger is that the referee who did an amazing job all that long, very, very impressed with him, was suddenly and oddly out of position where where they were waving the the, the towel in the corner was completely in his blind spot. And, you know, they're shouting, I don't know, I guess he couldn't hear them, but typically, okay, if that happens, you know, there's going to be like maybe a split second, but there was a good eight to ten seconds that felt in that moment like an eternity like you could feel the whole crowd screaming going he's throwing in the towel for two reasons one that meant ortiz jr had won who came out to a thunderous applause as well as of course whenever he claimed victory but it was also this thing too of like hey if he is in such a condition that these people his camp were throwing in the towel that means he can't take another punch and what is taking so long for you to turn around and recognize this? Like, it was just this really scary moment of, like, please don't let him get hit before he sees the towel. So it was kind of a weird moment there. But, uh, and I think he did actually land a couple of a couple of blows there. But uh, uh, that's what I actually, I asked in the post-show um, press conference. That was handled a little weird, I'm going to be honest. Uh, again, this is nothing about the people that I was praising at the beginning of the program. But afterwards, I made my way to uh, uh, the back there for the press conference. Instead of having everybody all come in at once and get seated, I guess because space was limited or whatever. And forgive me, but I know I'm normally a wrestling show, but, uh, um, you know, Everybody was familiar with me and who I was in my program, so much so that I even took a few pictures with some fans that recognized me. Uh, I know it sounds like a flex, but these other people I didn't, you know, I'm sure they were more uh, experts at at this than I am for sure. Uh, But in terms of deserving a seat before me in there, so much so that I had to wait in the hallway and wait to be escorted one at a time with, with some other people that were straight up riffraff. I, I wouldn't feel in that, and I almost left. So again, as I talked about in the beginning of the program, you know, um, again, I've, I've worked hard to be in this position. And, and uh, so anyway, but once I got in there, I was able to ask a few questions, and uh, and I asked Ortiz if he saw the towel, and he said that he didn't, and I could, and I believe him. But 
anyway, uh, victory, because I would believe it that if he did, that, you know, he would have reacted with, you know, he would have wanted to, to draw the attention so that he could claim victory as soon as possible. Uh, once again, this was a great, great night of action here. Uh, put on by MC Events. Again, I want to thank Ed Keenan, Whitney Blake at Dickey's Arena. We will be back very, very soon. Of course, all the sponsors, Matchroom, Bet Online, Golden Boy Boxing, Dazen, Hennessy, uh, Uncle Spuds, all kinds of great stuff we were taking care of so well. I hope you've enjoyed this. Let me know if you'd like to see more and hear more instead of just wrestling. Maybe if you're a wrestling fan and you like the show, that you'd like to see more about MMA and boxing and kind of spreading our wings a little bit. And maybe we'd have to come up with a new title. Maybe we should have like a new title contest. Who knows? But I do thank you for joining me. And again, uh, check out all the, you know all the links. You know, thank you for supporting the show and uh, all the links to all these great fighters and the next event. Make sure you're checking out, uh, keeping up to date with what's going on with Dickie's Arena. We will be back for uh, Rob Zombie and Duran Duran. It's going to be a great month of music there at Dickie's Arena. And we will see you next week. Ring the bell. That does it for us this week. We hope you had a slamming good time and be sure to join us next week for more in-ring action. This has been a presentation of Tricky Kid Media Originals, distributed by iHeartRadio, created and directed by Roy Turner, edited and mastered by Marcus Miller, theme music by The Buck Pets, original score by Jocelyn Hunt, artwork by Antora Sandy. Marketing and PR by Francesca Miles. Tricky Kid Radio is hosted by Roy Turner with introductions by me, Dana French. Thanks for listening, and we hope you'll join us next week. <laughs>